Welcome to the OSHIFT for Teens podcast, a show where I team up with a thought leader and we discuss a new topic question that will help you better understand your teens. I'm your host, Mark Tucker, co-author of OSHIFT for Teens and its accompanying workshop kit and curriculum. This super easy to facilitate, life-changing material is being used by folks just like you throughout the United States and beyond. Head to OSHIFT.com and choose one of the many ways you can become involved in this world wide movement. Thank you so much for joining me again. So excited to have you. Hey, listen, if you are putting on a conference or a training or know somebody that is and you want to um, have an energetic speaker that will dazzle the pants off your attendees, well, you know that Jennifer Powers will be traveling this year more than ever. We'll be out in your neck of the woods. Give me an email at marketoshift.com. We'd love to um, get out to you and your audience and uh, Give them the inspiration and uh, energy that they deserve. Email me again at marketoshift.com and we'll set it up. Hey, listen, super excited for today's episode and our next episode. Uh, I'm teaming up today with Cheryl Morgan, who is the director of Schools of Character for character.org. And uh, Cheryl and I were talking about, you know, what could we do to make this a little more interesting? And we decided to make this a two-part program where on today's episode, I will be talking to her. And the topic will be, how do we set our teens up for success? But we thought maybe we can try something different, something that I've not done yet, but I've been wanting to do. And that's to have a teen on the show. And uh, she suggested her son, Dylan Morgan. So in the next episode, Dylan will be joining me and we will cover the very same topic. And I thought that would be kind of interesting to get a teen's perspective on a topic. Uh, you know, as adults, we talk about what's best for teens. And let's hear from a teen and see what their perspective is. So same topic. How do we set our teens up for success with Dylan Morgan, who's a 17 year old, recently junior, about to be a senior uh, in Oklahoma. So I'm looking forward to talking to him very soon. So let's get right to the interview that I just um, recorded with Cheryl Morgan. My guest today is Cheryl Morgan. Cheryl Morgan is the Director of Schools of Character for Character.org, a rapidly growing program to create cultures of character in our nation's schools. Cheryl has taught both elementary and high school. Her character development efforts help lead her district's high school to national schools of character status. Her primary goal in her family and professional work is to raise children who will not just survive in our world, but change it. Cheryl, welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm so glad to be here with you. Very nice of you to be here. And of course, this is sort of a special thing that uh, we had talked before and you'd come up with, and that's a two-part show where this week we're going to talk you and I, and then next on the next show, I'm going to get to talk to your son, Dylan. Yes, I am very excited, and, and Dylan is excited as well, so I can't wait to hear what he says, to be honest. Excellent. Yeah, no, th now this will be the first time that I've had a teenager on the show, so I'm, I'm really giddy about that. I think it'll be a really nice contrast because it's, you know, you get into the, the habit of adults talking about teens, but it's going to be excellent to hear a teen's point of view. Absolutely. And in the work that I've done with schools, especially in high schools, the, the thing that makes 
a difference in a high school is allowing our young people not to be the leaders of tomorrow, but to be the leaders of today. Um, and instead of just delivering programming to them, having them be a part of the programming has always been a critical component of success in the places that I've been a part of. And can you give me an example of how that's done for you? Sure. Uh, we had a high school that had some challenges. In fact, we made national news for some pretty um, negative things that happened in a homecoming assembly. And we had some students who were just absolutely charged up about making sure that the world knew that we weren't really what they saw on the news. And they really wanted to change our, the culture of our school, and we began working through that. And, and Character.org helped us in creating um, a culture using the 11 principles. And, and really it's about inspiring them, empowering them, allowing them to have the position to succeed, both succeed and, and fail. And it's just always liberating to see the kind of creativity and, and innovation that, that young people can come up with because they are, are far past and surpassing what I can think of. And so it's always amazing to see and be a part of. You know, it's interesting because I, I think that many of us who, who are into character development for teens, we get so um, focused on what we think teens should be working on. And so we, we sort of miss that critical element of what, what do they really want and, and what do they really need from their perspective. And, and like I said, I'm excited to hear Dylan's perspective, but it sounds like you guys are, are taking that approach. Absolutely. And one of the things um, as a, from a parenting aspect, you know, we were talking today about setting our teams up for success. And, and the reality is we have to first define what success is, both from our point of view, but more importantly, from their point, point of view, what is it that they want to succeed at? What are they passionate about? Uh, what do they want to see happen in their world, in their lives, and, and in their paradigm? And so that is so very important to first ask them, uh, what are you seeing? What are you experiencing? What are you feeling? And how can I, get me, how can I help you get to the next level? Do you think, you know, you, when you talk like that, you make me realize that things are changing so fast in our society, and of course, technology is a big part of that. And it feels like, do you feel like we as an adult, as adults, are becoming a little less connected with how to help kids be successful? If we, if we, unless we talk to them, I guess. I guess maybe that's the key. But are we becoming less in touch? Oh, I think everyone is, is really in danger of being less in touch with one another and um, with the world for which they, are, they should be a part of. It's so much easier to jump online and be a part of an online forum and, and, and really just share whatever you want to say but then have no action beyond that. It's very easy to be a part of an online community um, but not really – be invested in the community in the way that you can. And so uh, when I think about setting up success in, in schools and in your community and in your home, it's so important to, to roll up your sleeves and be a part of that beyond the keyboard. And so you're absolutely right. It's easier to become not as in touch um, because you have so much access digitally to so many things and, and so do they, and they can get wrapped up in that too. And, um, you know, um, we have those conversations about, okay, let's put away our phone, um, let's talk to one another, let's, let's, let's see what are we thinking, what are we feeling, and, and it's not always pretty. It, it can be pretty messy, and a lot of times our young people don't want to have their, their time interrupted because they have a mental model, and it's important for us to, to figure out what that mental model looks like and, and to work within that, but while you're doing that, also realize that there is this 
there are these lines that we have to create boundaries and we have to create guidelines to keep our young people safe and keep them engaged in the world that we want them to be a part of and to thrive in and to change. Just to back up, and for my listeners, uh, so you know what we're talking about, is the, the topic is uh, how do we set our teens up for success? And, of course, I'll be talking to Dylan about the same topic and get his perspective, just so everybody knows. Uh, now, Cheryl, uh, what you just said, it, it feels like you're, you're advocating as adults we need to sort of be uh, willing to, to be open, to listen uh, as as our teens express their what they need, you know, and so this old old model of I'm just going to parent the the way that my parents parented, you know, isn't going to work anymore. Is that sort of openness and listening and engagement? Absolutely, but I, I also agree that some of the most wisest people um, were our parents, and so even though we have to change how we go about, about it and our approach, we still need to latch on to those great things that our parents taught us, and sometimes that means turning off that device, and it doesn't mean we have to jump into their world and, and use their language and try to be that cool parent either. Um, there is a balance between those those two worlds. Uh, I think it's important not to not to walk yourself into being so reflective and in, and and engaging in just conversation, but in action. Um, for instance, my young my young men. I have three boys. I have an 18 year old who just graduated from high school is going to um, college on a baseball scholarship. I have Dylan who is going into his senior year, and then I have my little boy who's five who's learning from all of these. Um, outside forces and and being a part of their older brother's his older brother's world and so to see him so much far far progressed is pretty amazing because of the influence of his brothers both positive and sometimes you know I, I it causes pause for me but in the reality of that our family has just defined first what are those values that we want to enforce and how do we get to those values it's very much like character.org's 11 principles of effective character education that we use to uh, really outline the culture and assess the culture of a school, we can do that in our families. And and we parent according to what we value. Um, It was very important that my young men grow up to be empathetic, to be hardworking, to be compassionate. And so I find myself driven to resources to help them help parent them so that that is our outcome. And for me, the success is when I see my boys taking on those values as their own. Um, and my older son has done um, some talks, some youth groups, and talk about, talks about when, his, when my faith became his faith as a result of seeing me in particular areas when, when things have gotten hard. And so in that, I, I see that those seeds that I've planted along the way, because of the values that I held close and I really, really focused on in my parenting, I see the fruit of that coming to pass as, as he's gotten older and going into those next stages. Not that he's perfect by any means or standards, <laughs> but in my eyes, we are, we, I think we have some successes. Yeah. Now you, okay, so, so I want to ask you about that. And you said that the values in your family, you're, you, you want to develop empathetic, compassionate, hardworking boys. And you said, clarifying those values how do you clarify is it by modeling or is it by literally reminding them saying hey these are the values of this household how do you do that 
I don't even think that I've ever said that these are our values as a household. That would be nice to have a crest and all those ideas. Marvin Berkowitz often says, you know, in our homes, we don't teach character by putting up posters with these definitions of these words and, and, and practice modeling those things. It happens very organically. And in the case of my sons, they've had opportunities to roll up their sleeves and be a part of, of things when they're giving to other people. We've had mission trips. We've um, done some service in some places during the holidays. Um, they have been very active um, in volunteering with the prevention group that I was a part of, and they have been with the National Forum on Character Education that I'm a part of. And in D.C., um, my Dylan ha- was a part of that leadership council. That, so now he's on the Ashoka Changemakers Leadership Council for the nation. So it also comes with seeing opportunities for them to to find a niche and fit in um, and take on these roles. In fact, in their baseball team, they're both very good baseball catchers. In fact, my um, my oldest son uh, helped mentor my my Dylan, who's my youngest oldest. I don't have a middle child. I was very in, I was nervous about that middle child syndrome, so I was <laughs> telling my youngest oldest. And so he mentored my youngest oldest, Dylan. And now Dylan is mentoring this uh, younger baseball player, and he's very intentional about it. He was like, Mom, so this young man, Chance, is the one that I'm working on. You know, we always, as baseball players, we mentor and we guide someone coming up, and so I've chosen who I'm going to mentor. And so he's been very diligent in inviting Chance over to uh, um, get together at my sister's to go swimming, uh, and he's given him rides to games, and I see him working on the field, and when Chance does something, he's the first to go give him high fives. And so he's very intentional about giving into someone else and helping lift them up to the next level. So he's being replaced by this younger, younger young man. So he's already gotten right. the concept of mentorship. And, you know, uh, I'm not the only person who, who's involved in creating this character within my young, my young men. They have coaches. They have teachers. They have principals. They have um, people in the church that have been a part of helping them become who they are. And I'm very cognizant of those people who have impact and they, they have influence. Um, and yeah, let, so let, let, let me ask you about that. Yeah, let me because I think I think you just covered a couple of really important things. One is the mentorship aspect, which I'm a big fan of, as far as you know, putting putting uh, kids in the place of mentorship for younger kids. I think that there's a whole lot of opportunity there. But you talk also about other forms of influence, you know, adults and probably friends that also are helping to fortify those values that you talked about. Um, how involved are you or do you feel you need to be in controlling what the, who those influences are? I mean, how involved do you get or do you sort of just cross your fingers? Oh, no, you can't just cross your fingers. Um, but because of my role in, in being a part of young people's life, I've had had opportunities to mentor and be almost a second parent to a lot of of people in education uh, and who are friends of my sons. And so I don't control it in the respect of I choose them, but I also speak into those who have influence, and they also know my values. They don't know them because I preach at them, but they know because of the, the ways that they see me, how they interact when they're in my home, 
um, those times whenever I have had to correct. And I do have to be a part of that. And, and so I don't bury my head in the sand and, and hope everything works out. Um, but I also don't want to damage the relationship that I have with my sons by being someone who um, doesn't trust them enough to have some influence of the world out there. The world is the world. And I can't shelter him from the world I want him to one day impact. And so I try not to shelter them as much as possible, but I also want to counterbalance um, and create this way where they can experience the world as it is, but also be inspired by those who are making a difference and making it better in another another way. So I know what's going on in their world. I know how they are interacting in their space. And, and so I make an intentional effort to learn some from some great people, I know that um, it's important to, as I've often read in Tim Elmore's parenting guidelines and, and his inspirational um, aspects of parenting, as, as well as Michelle Borba and Unselfie, that I don't have to create the will and, lie, and rely on my own understanding, but I can learn from all of the different resources that are out there in some creative ways to create that balance. And I also, there are some times when you just have to say, that's not acceptable and so this won't be a part of what we do. The trip that I just went on with Dylan, in the music we were listening to, he got to be the DJ. And so we had conversations about some that I didn't quite enjoy. Um, but then he's <laughs> eclectic enough to be a, have those things that I really did enjoy. So You mentioned, and I know that you have a lot of um, access to, I think, with, through character.org, and you're obviously well-read on the topic of raising kids and um, so you have a lot of access to help to raise kids. And one of the things that I, that I find with a lot of adults, parents, is they're sort, sort of winging it. Winging it, you know, just like we're, we're, we're just doing what we think, you know, is the best thing to do and not using the resources that are at hand. And, and it's, it's one of the things that really concerns me. It's like, Raising kids is like, it's such a huge responsibility in this day and age. And with the constant changes that are happening societally, the idea of just winging it, I, I just don't think it works. You know, I think that people need a little bit of help, support, input, other adults, as you mentioned, to, to raise a, a, and we're talking about raising successful kids, I think it's dangerous to just go it alone, you know. And, and so, I, I, you know, you, you talk so freely about the, the help that you get. And do you think that you're different than most people? Well, from my experience in education, especially in places um, that aren't as privileged as others, we have parents who are, you know, trying to just make it financially. There are mothers who are single mothers working two jobs, and they don't have energy at the end of the day. And, and with what energy they do have, they're not necessarily going to pick up Michelle Borba's unselfie book. So there definitely is um, a difference in the way some homes operate than others. I don't believe that I'm alone because I have uh, a, a social network within my neighborhood and my environment and my, my community that I'm very much a part of uh, where we interact on the regular about how our 
our sons, they're mostly mothers of, of boys, are progressing and what's going on. I know where my boys go. I know the, I know the families of the, the, the friends that they have, and so that's a part of the network that has been created, very involved with Booster Club and his activities. And I know that there are a lot of families that don't have that luxury. Um, and so one of the things in our, in our organization that we work on with schools is how to reach our parents where they are, how to be that resource for them and to equip them with the resources in bite-sized chunks that they can really take on some of these different skill sets in a way that isn't overbearing, that isn't overburdening, and it isn't overwhelming. And so it's important for schools and our community to help equip and empower our parents who uh, don't have the support systems that we have. So I, I, I do think, I don't think I'm the minority, um, but I believe that there are communities out there that don't have the resources or access to those resources that I've had the privilege to have re- access to, and we want to fix that. Well, and, and, and I'm right there with you. And, of course, and we visit, you know, uh, Jennifer Powers and I, of course, we travel through the, com- the country and we go to conferences and we meet a lot of people that are really struggling because, you know, the conditions aren't necessarily uh, as as uh, as good as what I have experienced raising my own sons. And, of course, character development is one of the things that we promote. You know, obviously, we have programs and the, it, obviously, you do as well as character.org. And so how does, how does character development play uh, in what, – what role does it play? How, why is it so important? Well, for our, from the parenting perspective, we need to have language to define what we want to see in our, in our children. So if we want our children to be respectful, we need to define what respect looks like. What does it sound like? And in situations, how do you show respect um, in, this, in the face of adversity when it's not easy to be respectful? And so in our schools of character, we define what our core values are, um, and we put them in action. We do it as a community, and then we use this common language that then becomes a, a language in, our, in the homes that may not necessarily be, be talking about these things over the dinner table if they're so privileged to eat dinner together. And so often, even my boys would like to just take their, their food and watch this particular show. So it, it really comes down to coaching parents to say as much as it may be easier to go your separate ways over a meal with it's really a beautiful thing to sit down and set everything aside just to have a conversation with one another about what's going on. Um, and it's not an always, always easy thing to do, and our, and our children don't always want to, to do that since it's not the norm anymore. And so it takes a strong backbone of a parent to say, no, this is what we're doing today, um, and I'm sorry you're disappointed, but um, I'm going to – I'm going to enjoy this, and you'll find that you'll enjoy it too. And it usually <laughs> works in the end. I, I totally agree, and I love how you said that the, the character development helps us define our core values. And to develop a common language, I mean, what are we working for? And then giving them tools to succeed, and that's what we're talking about, helping them be successful. Sometimes they need the tools that character development, you know, some of these some of these programs offer for them to actually succeed and, and of course from a, a variety of challenges in this day and age. Absolutely. And sometimes we have to give them a safe place to land when they they fail. I was reading this morning uh, from Tim Elmore about how we as parents want our children to be so successful that we often hover in a way where 
guarantees their success. But what we're doing is we're creating success for us. And that is not success for our, our children. And so we have to really use some self-control within ourselves to back off, allow them to succeed or fail in a safe place where we can help them overcome that because we really want to have resilient children who grow up to be resilient adults that can overcome the obstacles that this world will bring. It's not if, it's when. Yeah. Yeah. Cheryl Morgan, so wonderful to talk to you. I can tell that we can talk and talk about this. Unfortunately, our time is up. Tell me uh, how people can find you and the work that you're doing. Absolutely. Um, It's really easy to find our address online. It's character.org. In fact, I wanted to just mention we do have a youth track at our forum, which will be October 20th and 21st at the Crystal Gateway in Arlington, Virginia, which is just uh, a stone throws away from D.C. with lots of great things to do, and it's a great time for our youth to be empowered to be a vehicle of change for character in this school. They're not a part of, they're not just a side note, they're the actual part of the movement to create a culture of character, and it's a very beautiful thing to witness and be a part of. And I hope to see some youth there from your audience. I would like that too, and I'm at your website now. It's very easy to get around. Uh, folks, head to character.org, find out what's going on in that organization. Of course, it's, it's not just in Oklahoma, but it's, uh, I'm sure it's uh, in many parts of the country. It is all over the nation. We recognize schools from 28 different states. Um, We had 83 national schools of of character in four districts, and so we're also expanded into Mexico. Um, I happen to be officed out of D.C., um, but I'm still living in Oklahoma because character.org believes so much in my family and my my sons weren't ready to relocate to the East Coast because of all the things they were a part of here. And so they've allowed me to wait until my sons graduated high school before I relocate to the East Coast. So it's been, it's been something I'm very grateful for. Very impressive. And of course, I had tracked down character.org uh, before we had uh, met via phone. And it, I was very impressed by the organization and love to um, find ways to uh, interact again in the future. And it sounds like we're on a similar track to help our kids be successful. Wonderful to talk to you. And thanks for coming up with the idea. In two weeks, I'll be visiting with your son, Dylan, and we'll keep the same topic and hear what he has to say as far as how we help kids be successful here in the modern age. Cheryl Morgan, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Mark. And I love O-Shift and what it's all about. And the podcast you've done has been very helpful and a resource to me as a parent too. So thank you for what you're doing. And I look forward to the future. What fun it was talking to Cheryl Morgan, the director of schools of character for character.org. And what a great topic setting our teens up for success. There's so much more obviously that we could have said, but, um, Reach out to Cheryl and find out how she can assist you in the work that you're doing. Excited for our next program, which will air in two weeks, when I talk to Cheryl's son, Dylan Morgan. He's a 17-year-old, about to be senior in Oklahoma. Uh, There with Cheryl and uh, find out what his points of view are on with setting teens up for success. Hey, listen, if you thought about becoming a facilitator of the O-Shift Workshop Kit or the O-Shift for Teens Workshop Kit, well, we've made it super affordable, super easy to do, and, of course, the material is super easy to facilitate. Head to oshift.com, go to Become a Facilitator, and find out just how easy and inexpensive it is. And if you have any questions along the way, do what so many people do, and that's reach out to me, marketoshift.com, and 
for that, to have Jen speak, or for so many other reasons that I get emails from folks just like you, feel free to reach out. I love it. Uh, we're on this journey together, and everything that I do, everything that Jennifer Powers does is about supporting you and helping you live a joyful life and helping you to spread that joy to other people. So reach out to me at marketoshift.com. I'd love to hear from you or visit the O-Shift page where we have a whole lot going on and um, be part of the movement. Thanks again for joining me. I look forward to seeing you all again in just two weeks. Until then, be safe. Bye-bye.